What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. Joined today with Ray Clark. Ray, how you doing? Dude, doing great, Eric. Great to be here. I know this is part three of a schedule engine series, so I'm not batting cleanup. I'm kind of like uh, Pete Alonzo in the hole right now, but uh, excited to be here. Dude, super stoked. We're going to be talking a lot today about uh, the holistic customer experience start to finish. Got some exciting announcements coming for you all later on towards the end of the show. Um, but without further ado, let's go ahead and, and dive in. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, everyone. If you're joining us live, welcome, welcome, welcome. Feel free to tune in in the comment section. Let us know that you are here. Um, super excited. We're live again. We've, we've kind of taken a hiatus from going live uh, on the show, kind of just been doing a little bit of this like pre-record, uh, edit, publish type deal, but going live again. So super excited for the pressure to be on uh, to not screw it up. Uh, before we dive into this conversation, I wanted to tell you all about some stuff going on uh, around the shop here at Rival. First and foremost, uh, the ebook is about to drop. Everything you need to know before hiring a digital marketing agency. If you want a copy of that, let me know. I will make sure you get that. It's about 32 pages long and um, jam-packed full of good stuff. Questions to ask, different types of pricing models, what to expect, what not to expect. Uh, everything you need to know before you make that big decision. So let us know if you'd like to uh, get a copy of that. Um, next, and something that's very near and dear to my heart, fantasy football. Ray, you like football? I love football. I was actually at the New York Jets training camp. This is your year. Ladies and gentlemen, this year, we are hosting fantasy football at Rival Digital. Woo! Exclusively for contractors, industry professionals, Woo! plumbing, Woo! anything you want. Woo! So, if you are interested in signing up, head on over to rivaldigital.com forward slash fantasy. We've got eight spots left in the league, the stakes are high. Seven spots. Got me up there. Seven spots. Ray Clark's in. Seven spots left. Woo! Chris Berman will be really proud. All right, that's enough of that. How long and how pumped up were you for that uh, that little cameo announcement right there? Dude, I was, I've been waiting all morning. Because <laughs> you have me coffee in the morning. You're like, this fantasy football drop, getting the background music is going to be sick. That's right. Seven spots left. 10 spots. Oh, yeah. Seven spots left now. Five of 12 are taken. If we get enough interest, we might start a second league. Maybe do a little north-south type action. Um, again, head over to rivaldigital.com forward slash fantasy and uh, claim your spot. We'll need your information so I can contact you. Don't worry. It's not like a sales pitch or anything. Just need your information. Stakes are high. Uh, super excited for our fantasy football league. So I think I think Ray's excited too. I might not take Zach Wilson first round. Uh, I can't. I can't go with my heart, but uh, I'm excited. Super excited, Ray. Welcome to the show. This has been a long time coming to get you long on time. the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. Super excited to have you here, brother. We're here, man. From the uh, was it Service World Expo where we first officially met in person to the uh, the virtual rival room. Pumped to be here. Super pumped. So Ray, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself for all of our listeners out there. Tell them the whole Ray Clark story uh, all the way up to right now at 1108 Eastern. We're going to need a, uh, we're going to need a bigger boat for the whole Ray Clark story, but now um, su super excited to be here. Um, live in New Jersey at the Jersey shore. 
Eric and I were trying to get in person down at Virginia Beach. I at least want to get a little bit floral with a Hawaiian shirt for today. I'm a Ray Clark out of the greater New York City, New Jersey area. Been with the schedule engine team since 2016, which is six years ago, which is pretty wild. I'm part of the founding team there and have really only worked what I'll call in the trades in the home services industry. Started on the OEM side with Carrier Corporation, uh, still bleed blue for Carrier. Um, ultimately went over to join Austin Haller, Eddie McFarland, some of the OG schedule engine team. And we've, uh, we've been successful in hiring great people, um, finding amazing clients and great partners like Rival uh, to continue to kind of be the leader for online booking and live services mm-hmm. in the trades. Um, got a hydrate today, played a little men's league ice hockey last night. We got the W, got beach volleyball later tonight at the Jersey Shore. So staying busy. Um, but I think that's uh, that's the Ray Clark story for now. Lead our, lead our sales and, and revenue team at Schedule Engine. Yeah. yeah Schedule Engine is uh, near and dear to us here at Rival Digital. Uh, I feel like our teams have a lot in common. Uh, we like seeing contractors win. We really appreciate the online experience for customers and making that as seamless and as efficient as possible. And uh, yeah, I just feel like the synergy between the two companies is, is pretty solid. Um, I'm not sure like if we've really had a chance to like dive into this, but Schedule Engine recently had some pretty big news. That we did. That we did. We officially announced end of June, which is official now August 2022, uh, to join the Service Titan family. So we could not be more excited about that news. Yeah, that's huge. So uh, let's let's chat about that for a second. Is that cool? Absolutely. So, you know, Schedule Engine, like you said, has grown into an industry leader in the online scheduling, booking side of things. What does this look like for Schedule Engine customers right now who are using y'all's, you know, chat widget, voice, uh, online booking, everything. Yeah, absolutely. So our, our mission at Vision from Schedule Engine since day one for contractors by contractors was to deliver the most powerful online booking and live services um, for contractors in the trades, right? So when we think about online booking, live chat, um, after hours phone support or business overflow, our integrations with the dispatch software community and ability to give homeowners that instant gratification if they want to book online at nine o'clock at night, if they want to chat in at four o'clock in the afternoon or call because they got off their night shift at 3 a.m., regardless of how homeowners want to reach out to contractors in 2022, Schedule Engine wants to be there. We're always on so you don't, we're always on for you so you don't have to be. And we want to help contractors never miss a job. Um, and as we think about our partnership with Service Titan, we couldn't be more uh, excited to continue to deliver that and just more and more powerful online booking solutions. So we're going to have a lot of exciting things coming down the pipeline. But as far as Schedule Engine's brand and our ethos, we're still no contractor left behind. Regardless of what tools, systems, softwares contractors want to use, we're going to continue to live out our brands, promise, and help contractors deliver, again, the most powerful online booking solutions. That's awesome. I love it. And so as Ray alluded to earlier in the pod, we are on part three of this exclusive partner series with, uh, with schedule engine. And today we're talking about the entire customer journey, like start to finish from the second they have a need all the way until they swipe their card and they're paying you or until they're getting that follow-up maintenance visit. So this really, I mean, this is a long journey to think about too. I mean, we're, we're, we would need probably two or three hours to really unpack this whole experience. So at like at a high level view, we think about the customer journey, Ray, what, what's your thoughts on like initial impact uh, that contractors can have in this experience? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the first thing we have to remember, you know, as businesses that operate in the trades, most of us are in an on-demand industry. Now there might be that small subset of homeowners that have their budget planned out for the year uh, when they're going to replace their HVAC system, obsessed with their maintenance plan agreements. But for the majority of the market, I think 85% of homeowners or consumers do not plan on right replacing a lot of the trades, systems, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, garage doors in their home. It's on demand. When something breaks, the homeowner needs it. And in 2022, consumer expectations are at an all-time high. Consumer patience is at an all-time low. When something's broken, we want instant gratification. And as contractors, we would love everything to break between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. We love to mitigate seasonality. 
when our teams and our traditional call centers are there to book appointments with low wait times. Eric, as you know, that never happens, right? My, uh, I moved into a new home two-ish years ago now in COVID. So in COVID time, who knows what year it is. Um, got a sprinkler system in the home, which was great. Previous owner never winterized the systems. Like I don't have a go-to um, lawn sprinkler contractor. It happened over the weekend. I went to three websites. The first website I called. Um, they had good, you know, reputation management's important. I called, there was no answer. I'm not leaving a voicemail. Company number two, just called, called, no one picked up. Company number three actually had an online booking um, system. While they couldn't get out there until Monday, what was important for me was the instant gratification, right? So I booked them, they came out. And as long as I feel like that technician or that field, uh, that field employees not ripping me off, like shocker, I'm going to go with them, right? So when we think about like that entire customer journey to your, to your, uh, to your question, Eric, that initial interaction, it, and we think about like the power of moments is such a critical point. If contractors mm-hmm. really think about how they can be there when a homeowner needs them, where's the homeowner going to look, what are the channels they're going to want to look to book through, they can get that job in their system and their service tie-in and their dispatch software. Um, that's when that rest of the customer experience can take over, right? Confirming the appointment, the technician making a great impression, crushing the job, you know, billing on site, um, getting that text message for a positive review and reputation management, so on and so forth. So I'll stop there for now. Yeah. Well, it, it completely sets the tone for the entire experience. Like if you call into any business ever and the person doesn't answer with a smile on their face and they're just like, thanks for calling Ray's heating and cooling. How can I help you? You're going to be like, man, I'm already pissed because my air's not working. And now this person is not making it any better. But having different options on, you know, on your site, on wherever it is that, you know, you're sending customers to giving them options like that. It's like the warm smile that you hear through the phone from the CSR when you call in, you know, it's, it's, it's like a breath of fresh air for them. It's, it's so true. And again, because I'm a new homeowner, um, I had to call another company. Our home came with a hot tub, which didn't work. And, and the, the repairs are a separate story. But when I called the hot tub company, like the, the CSR on the other side of the phone, the guy was so energetic, so happy. Um, I genuinely wanted to use that company. I look mm-hmm. forward to you know placing those calls. And you're right, that first impression and that experience can, can make a huge difference. And we talk about the phone call. Schedule Engine is a leader in online booking. But to your point, it's not just one channel. We can't tell homeowners today, you have to book everything over the phone eight to five. You have to book everything online. It's not easy, but unfortunately, as businesses in 2022, we need to make sure we're offering homeowners the ability and the option to choose the channel that's most convenient for them. And if that's a phone call during business hours, that's where that CSR training is clutch. And in my opinion, for the home services, um, that really won't go away. If customers want to book online, and Eric, we hear all the time, well, my, my customers, you know, don't want to book online or, you know, I really want my, my customers talking to a CSR. Like, that's great. And nothing can kind of beat that experience of your own employee who's been there for 10 years that knows your mission, vision and value, right? To talk to that, that homeowner over the phone. But there's an increasing demographic of homeowners that will not get on the phone and talk to you. And if you don't have an option for them to schedule online over chat or in a manner that's most convenient for them, like they're going to go elsewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, really important for contractors to understand. Yeah. Well, and when those, when the demand comes up, you know, it, it's, it's not funny. You know, I don't, I never want to say this is funny. Um, it's certainly, <laughs> it's just funny when the demand comes up, how everyone's need is always the most important need because like, why is that? It's because everyone is, low-key selfish like we all want to know what's in it for me uh, you know i'm the most important when my air's out when my water heater's rubbed or whatever it is um I, i'm the most important to me at this time and so you see like the contacts come through and the phone calls come through and they're like it's suddenly these stories are like i have a 14 year old dog with asthma and <laughs> grandma's home alone and she doesn't have any air and i need to be the first person that you get to um and you see those through like contact forms and that adds so much friction to their experience. Cause I see these contact forms 
And I know the friction it adds because they're like, oh, they're typing this and they're angry and they're hot. And then they got to wait for someone to call them. And, and rather people know it or not, the second they put that contact form in with you, they're leaving and they're going to go do the same thing with someone else. 100%. And the easiest way I like to think about that. So we think about online booking data. We see over 40 to 50% of online appointments happen after hours. Now, hmm. businesses, we staff eight to five traditionally, and a lot of us might have, you know, later rollover shifts, but majority, almost half of online appointments happen when Supermom or, you know, the homeowner gets home from work, finishes dinner, and finally things calm down at 8 or 9 p.m. at night. And that's when we get to our personal to-do list, right? Um, mm -hmm. So the reality of, you know, when that's happening. And if that's a form filled today, and I'm a homeowner looking to schedule with Eric Heating and Cooling, who I've heard great things about, if I fill out a form filled Eric and a CSR is not going to get back to me until like 12 hours later at 8 a.m. the next morning, you're right. I'm probably reaching out to at least two other businesses and it's speed to lead. Mm -hmm. And to your example about homeowners thinking that every you know individual's emergency is should be the highest priority. We also find with data that if you give someone an opportunity, like in a form fill, to try to express and set the expectation, my dog has asthma. I need you here, Eric, first call tomorrow. Um, that's off to a you know, not the best start because there's gonna be a misalignment with the homeowner's expectation and the delivery of that service provider. However, online, if that same homeowner comes to Eric Heating and Cooling, opens up a schedule engine online booking process, clicks their issue, and if that issue is not a high priority, I might not see the soonest appointment for two or three days later, right? If it's just mm -hmm. or missed that issue. Meanwhile, there's you know no heat, no cools, 15-year-old units you know coming in left and right that you want to save same day, next day availability for. But as that homeowner, if I have the option to, you know what, at least get on that schedule two or three days later and cross it off my list, most homeowners aren't going to pick up the phone and argue with you about priorities because they just don't want that conflict, right? It's mm -hmm. easy to do behind a computer, but if they can get on the schedule, cross it off their list, the majority of people are going to drop and not even try to complain or kind of create false priority or false emergency, which is kind of a really nice benefit of online booking as a channel. Yeah. So on your end of this, do you guys see more people, you know, booking online for repairs or replacement like slash estimates? It's a little bit of both. I would say when you think about like a heating and cooling contractor, say you have, you know, five service technicians, a service technician average, you know, two hours per job. So frequency wise, you might be able to, a, a contractor might be running more service maintenance calls compared to change out replacements. So I think there's definitely a strong, you know, there's a strong volume of service maintenance calls based on kind of that demand break fixed nature. Being said, we typically use an average service ticket of 300 and a lot of our ROI calculations and making it a no brainer for contractors. I was actually looking before this, Eric. So our friends at Searchlight Digital ran a, a study across five contractors using Schedule Engine. The jobs that were booked through Schedule Engine had an average service ticket of $5,000. And we see countless change-out replacements that turn to opportunity cost of $10,000 and $15,000 coming through. And when you think about like next star best practices or other groups and like life cycle of equipment, there's going to be that probability or that percentage of service calls, right, that either are an initial change-out replacement or upon a technician getting there will turn to a change-out replacement. So we have been more and more pleasantly surprised and our contractors have been more appreciated of the higher average tickets they're seeing, which is super cool. Yeah. So when it comes to like putting these options on your site, I mean, what, what are your thoughts around offering call to actions on the site for multiple ways to get in touch? Like should contractors just focus on book online or should they offer like book online call now or contact us? Yeah. So best practice is definitely going to be a combination. And honestly, this is where we defer to the experts like Rival Digital. We realized early on the schedule engine, if we want to continue to grow and help contractors leverage online booking for their homeowners and consumers, we need to make sure we can be the best partners to the Rival Digitals of the world. So this is where we certainly have best practices from a customer success motion, but we really need to do that in partnership with you. So as you would know, um, and you know, if I think about hopefully a few key points for any listeners today, like number one, five years ago, we had to help convince contractors early on, 
why online bookings a necessity, not just a nice to have. And based on, you know, the over 1500 contractors leveraging online booking, you know, a rising tide raises all ships, you know, other providers realizing online booking is a necessity. Hopefully in 2022, we can all agree that as businesses, online booking needs to be a channel. Like that's step mm-hmm. one. Now, the second point, I want to be very clear while I'm an online booking enthusiast for the trades, um, it has to be a multi-channel, omni-channel approach. And you need to make sure you're offering all those different channels to homeowners. So, for example, to your question, we wouldn't want to go to Eric Garage Doors and completely, you know, remove any phone number, you know, any form fill um, or any other, you know, ways to contact you other than online booking, right? Because not every homeowner or consumer wants to book online. I'd say where we see a lot of success is making kind of the primary call to action on the website, you know, a hero image with a huge big red button that says book now or kind of that static bar. So when you're scrolling mobile on your smartphone, you can always see a bar at the top of that screen that says book now, right? Because 70% of homeowners, when they come to a service provider's website, come with the expectation to book an appointment online. So Mm -hmm. I think if you can make the primary call to action online booking, that's gonna clean up a lot of low hanging fruit of the majority of people that just wanna schedule. That's gonna take pressure off your phone lines and create a ton of call center efficiencies, right? And if I'm a homeowner, it's still important to me that I can find your phone number easily. Or if it's not an appointment, it's not cookie cutter, maybe it's a billing question. I can simply click, you know, contact us, go to the form fill and submit an inquiry. Right. So mm-hmm. hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. So we've done a lot of A-B testing with online booking and different CTAs and like with a placement of them and where it's the most effective. Um, and and what we've found is right aligned with what you just said, like having above the fold, the main CTA being like scheduled service has converted way better than say contact us button that takes them to another page. Um, but what we found is cause you know, we all know we're in a mobile first world. Everyone's using their cell phone to access you know websites and such putting the contact form and other ways to communicate just below the fold has shown to be very, and when I say below the fold, I mean like right as you scroll down, like right when you scroll down below that initial hero image or whatever it is, putting the contact form there, phone number, all these other ways to contact you, but having a single call to action at the top, because like we were talking about earlier, and let's be real for a second. We're not going to heating and air conditioning websites as a homeowner to hang out and look at the cool stock images of the puppy that you have on your website. People aren't going like, oh, let's go, you know, let's go see what this person's plumbing website looks like and let's go read their blog articles. They're not doing that. They're doing that because they have a need. We need to understand, understand wants and needs here. When someone has a need, they're going to go on Google. They're going to search for their services. You're going to come up and to get to your website. They have a need and it's because something's broken or they need a replacement. Um, and that's why we need to have something at the very top there, just a single call to action, nice and clean. Don't confuse them and get them to what they want, which is to book service to get their problem fixed. But if they do need to read more, they can scroll. And that's when you present some other ways of the, you know, for them to get a hold of you. No, I love that. Yeah. And the next life, your next podcast could be below the fold, Eric Thomas. But below the fold. We should do that. We should start a, uh, like a web design podcast called below the fold. I love it. You heard it here, folks. Um, you heard it here for, yeah. so Eric, you know, when I think about rival schedule engine, a lot of the success we've seen too, like that first nail in the head is so critical, just like making sure you're, you're offering the options where I think is going to continue to explode next. You know, big shout out to like Alyssa on our team who did the part two, I think Amanda did part one covering shoulder season and busy season, but it's not just offering the options, it's tracking, right? Mm-hmm. And making sure we're not losing that attribution. So for example, before online booking and, and really schedule engine came to the market, the form fill was the status quo, right? For websites mm-hmm. and for marketing providers, they were used to, as this is your world, right? Driving SEO, SEM, driving traffic to the website and hopefully helping contractors measure how many form fills are coming in. And as we know, mm-hmm. the form fills coming in at midnight and the CSR is not calling them back for eight hours, conversion's a whole nother topic, right? So those are leads. But what's been really important for Schedule Engine too, and I know what our teams have worked on is, hey, if that appointment's coming in from a you know direct organic search, we at Schedule Engine need to make sure 
we're capturing all that attribution data from Rival, right? Who's, who's winning by getting the traffic to the website. And if we use Service Titan, for example, when Schedule Engine takes website traffic, qualifies, books that job directly into Service Titan, we need to make sure we can update the campaign and tagging. So now if I'm a contractor, it's not this wild west where I have these five booking channels from phone call, chat, online booking, and I have no idea what, what channel's working. Now we can really measure ROI. And if we see, hey, Rival Digital's running a kick-ass Facebook campaign and we can track the UTM source data and then how many visitors from that campaign booked and not only look at volume, but average service ticket. Well, guess what? As a contract, I'm like, Eric, let's double down, right? I want to I want to double down on that, on that campaign. And I think that's going to be a really, really exciting area that's going to blow up, right? The ROI measurement of all those digital channels that aren't leads, but they're book jobs when we can pull those opportunity costs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of tracking, Google Analytics 4 is dropping. Already dropped. It's out. GA4. That sounds like <clears throat> GA4. So if you're a contractor listening to this right now, I need you to pull out your phone and text or email your marketing company or your in-house marketer, whoever it is, or yourself, and just ask, do we have GA4 set up? And if they say no, it's okay. It's all right. There's no, it's not a huge deal just yet. But July 21st, July 19th, 2023, they are sunsetting universal analytics, which means bye-bye. You can no longer track or collect new data uh, from Universal Analytics. You'll still have your, you know, your historical data in the in the account, but you need to have GA4 set up ideally right now so you can collect that year over year data. But GA4 is going to make it incredibly efficient for tracking events on websites like this because it's all. This is about to get like super dorky. Um, Universal Analytics, the the status quo right now, it's all it's all hit based. Like when they hit a page, when they hit this, when they hit that, you, uh, GA4 is going to be event based. So it's going to be the conversion tracking and the stuff that happens is going to be measured based on events that happen on the site, such as a booking widget, what event, you, you know, what phase you got to in the event before you left or what page you got to, or what part of the screen you got to before you quit or you bounced. So the tracking is going to be a little bit more complex so go ahead and get that set up now so you can start collecting that data. Love that free tidbit. And I also need a copy of that ebook. What do we do or anyone listening, what do they do to hit you up about that ebook? Well, it's not currently on the site yet, uh, but it will be uh, shortly. If you want a copy of the ebook, uh, just shoot me a DM anywhere, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and I'll send you a copy of it. Um, but it's being proofread right now. So once that's done being proofed, it's going to be, go on the website and uh, you'll be able to download it there. As a matter of fact, by the time this podcast comes out, uh, you know, on the streaming platforms, it'll be out. So we'll go ahead and put a link in the show notes down below uh, for that if you are interested in downloading it. Love that. Below the fold. You heard it here. Below, <laughs> below the fold podcast. <laughs> that's not a bad name, honestly. We could do worse. We could do worse. I'm going to have to trademark that. <laughs> Just don't forget us little guys. But. Yeah, I won't. So Ray, let's let, let's keep the conversation going here about the customer experience. So we've got, we've covered customer has a need. Customer goes to Google. Customer gets to your site. They've got options. They can schedule a call, fill out a form, whatever is easiest for them. Customers are like water. They're going to take the path of least resistance. So when you see water uh, leaking, that's, it's the easiest way to find the leak. Just find the path of least resistance there. So That's our favorite quotes, by the way, right? Consumers will flow to the path of least resistance. And Eric knows physics, man. This guy's the full package. So, so yeah, so they take the path of least resistance. They either schedule, call, fill out a form, do nothing. What happens from there? Like what's the, in the perfect world here, like they get booked. What's the next step of that customer journey look like? Yeah, perfect world. And I think it's really important for contractors. Four or five years ago, this terminology, subscription fatigue, came on the scene, right? And before you knew it, if you're a business, you have 20 different subscriptions of hodgepodge apps and solutions that aren't talking or aren't communicating, and everything's disconnected. 
So as we think about importance of customer experience, regardless of what solutions you're using, digital marketing, you know, online booking, live services, your dispatch software, reputation management, everything needs to be in a connected ecosystem today. So you're not losing information across the journey because the education and the information that your team contractors, your team has available to will pay dividends on that customer experience. So let's assume that job came in regardless over the phone, through an online booking scheduler, over chat, or you know, after hours through a, through a schedule engine agent, right? Once that's in, let's use Service Titan, for example. Once that books jobs in Service Titan, that CSR team, that dispatcher CSR call center team should be able to know, okay, what's the issue? And guess what? If it was booked online, we can even include a photo or a video because most homeowners, shocker, don't know the difference between a geothermal unit, a heat pump, right? And a central AC unit. So pictures and photos are huge to helping increase one trip completion rates. We'll get to that in a second, but it's going to be what information is available based on the job that's booked. And hopefully it's a job type or an issue type, uh, location of the customer, all that information so that a dispatcher can schedule that efficiently and get the right technician assigned to that job. I think there's going to be a really interesting point and there's a lot of cool softwares out there looking at kind of like AI dispatching and whatnot. And I think we're definitely going in that direction. Um, but there's so much institutional knowledge today for that dispatcher when it comes to art and science and making sure they can help make sure the, the right technicians assigned to that job. So the assigning of the right technicians critical, Eric. Mm -hmm. So hopefully job comes in, call center team has all the information and more available to them to make sure they have the right technician assigned. And the beautiful thing about most softwares today is they can leverage SMS communications. Maybe some call centers want to have the dispatcher call, but you need to confirm that appointment. With a lot of people working virtually, it's definitely easier. Homeowners are home more, but you talk to a technician, there is nothing more frustrated than heading to your next job and the homeowner's not there, they're not prepared. And that two hour job now doubles. You have to call, you know, push another customer off the schedule. Like that is opportunity cost money and revenue that businesses are losing simply by not confirming the appointment. So I'll kind of stop there if we want to dissect that kind of assignment and you know, technician um, confirmation process. 110%, really quick. So what you just hit on was a huge takeaway I had from a conversation in episode 102 with Marcus Sheridan called assignment selling, Ooh. where... And if you're listening to this, write that down, write down assignment selling, go check out episode 102 after we're done here. And what this is, is just like that, the SMS, uh, you know, you're confirming that they're home and it's a series of information that you're sending to the homeowner prior to the technician showing up and you're giving them assignments of what to do that way. When you show up, you're prepared. So like send us, uh, you know, three photos of the water heater where it's leaking, send us this go turn off the water here, go make sure there's nothing around it. So you're assigning stuff to the homeowner. And by the, like at this point, they're committed to getting this job done with you because you've made them feel like they're a part of the job and like the, the process of everything. And so there's a higher rate that they'll be home. Um, but what I will say, uh, you know, kind of backing up to uploading photos, that will definitely help with selling jobs like 100% because I recently had an outdoor uh, hose bib on the home that was leaking. And I contacted a plumbing company online who just so happened to be using schedule engine. And it got to the point where it was like, take any photos or videos snapped, like, you know, three photos of this way, you know, a couple photos took a short video of the water dripping. That plumber showed up to my home, went back and confirmed that, you know, what I had provided was true. He already had the parts in his truck because he had, they had seen the photos beforehand and they had said, okay, look, this is what needs to get replaced. You need to do this and you do that. The job was already sold at that point. Like what happens if you don't have that knowledge, you go there and you diagnose it and then you got to run back to the shop because you don't have what you need. If you have that type of stuff ahead of time, your technician can show up prepared with the parts and supplies they need and they can get that job sold. You hit the nail on the head. And, you know, I consider you and us and, and probably most people listening in the trades are more knowledgeable than the average homeowner. But to your point, once you like there should be no reason that that's not the status quo of the ability of a service provider today. Mm -hmm. I've had people come to my home and I'll be like, can I submit a picture or video? 
Uh, we don't have any way to do that. I was like, give me your cell phone number because I'm showing you these seven pictures of what's broken. I don't want you to come back here two or three times, right? Yeah. At, my, at my parents' house in northern New Jersey, uh, my, my father is having an issue with uh, like a, a pool pump. And the, the guy, you know, technician, not, not through his fault, had to come back like two, three, four times. Nothing will frustrate a homeowner more than unnecessary return trips. Nothing's more of a sunken opportunity cost than a business needing to send the same technician or different technicians back three or four times. So there's a huge disconnect there and a huge opportunity to make that a win-win, both from a customer experience as quick as possible, as seamless as possible, and for that business as profitable as possible. Mm -hmm. 100%. And like you talked about with getting the right person to the job, if you know ahead of time what the customer's problem is because they've provided some form of description of the issue and then also images to confirm because let's be real. Some homeowners think it's one thing and it's not. And then when you see a picture of it and you're like, no, no, no. Um, Customers are always ready, right? Yeah. Yeah. Be like, no, no, Mr. And Mrs. Homeowner, it, your thermostat's fine. You have a bad capacitor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Your geothermal unit's fine. Sorry. That's a kitchen sink. But I think yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, but you can get the right person to that job. Like they know, Hey, Ray can sell the heck out of these water heaters. And this person's having their water heater. They said their water heater is making a loud popping noise every time they take a shower. I'm sending Ray to that house because Ray knows how to diagnose. It's already, the job's already sold at that point. Cause I know Ray can sell a water heater better than anyone else here. So we're sending Ray to go look at this problem with a water heater in the back of his truck. I could sell a mean water heater. So, and if you can't tell him from New Jersey, uh, water, coffee, bagel, we'll, we'll give that away quickly. So water heater, water heater, water, water, water. water. Uh, but water. no, you're, you're, you're so true. And you hit on something really, uh, really important. So as I, I can't go on a podcast, not mention my man, Eddie McFarlane, hopefully most of the people in the trades know, uh, know Mr. Eddie in a Scottish accent. One of my favorite lines from Eddie is the best way to miss an expectation is to fail to set it. And regardless of what your process is, create one, implement it and stick with it to your point. When you can confirm that appointment and let that homeowner know what is exactly going to happen, if they can do anything to prepare and make that experience overall better for all parties involved, that's where you see reputation management go through the roof, right? And I think a lot of businesses overlook that, and that's so critical. You can set the expectation. That's the best way not only to hit that, but to crush it. So you you, you said that, and that, that resonated. 100%. So next, so we just kind of dissected that a little bit. The the, the first part of uh, the actual service call. Technicians there, they've got the pictures, they've got the knowledge, they know everything, what's going on. They've assigned stuff to the homeowner. Homeowner's excited, they're home. Dogs are happy, uh, wagging their tail. What, what What's that look like after that? So job's complete. So and we're, 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 we're rounding third and heading home. Job's done. Um, I'm doing my best to stay on target here. There's so many thoughts and a couple sneak peeks I want to share at the end of the podcast. But job's booked. We got the right technician assigned. The technician gets to the job, right? They, they, roll, they roll, roll the truck up to the curb. Um, that's where that in-person experience, right? The kitchen, the kitchen table conversations are so critical. There's mm -hmm. so many great coaching organizations out there for a technician, right? But that's where... All the training you've put into your technician, their education, you know, people skills um, are going to pay dividends. So let the technician do what they do best when he or she arrives. So technician rolls up, makes an awesome first impression. Maybe Eric slips his little yellow booties on, right, to, to be respectful. Um, but ultimately, they go there. If they're properly educated on what the issue is, they have the right parts to knock that out, and they're properly trained. That's where they can crush it, um, fix that service or that sales issue. Um, educate the homeowner, hopefully give them options of what makes the most sense, get that ticket closed out. And then we'll kind of go on to reputation management after there. But that's that's where it's so critical. And I think you had a recent guest on the show, our good friends over at XOI. So big shout out to Aaron and the team. We're in a skilled labor shortage, right? So on the chance that uh, something isn't going perfectly according to plan, XOI is such a cool tool and solution that you know is important to talk about as well. Yeah. Man, I feel like having all of these different like industry partners and softwares on the show, it's like, you know, it's like a Marvel movie. I like when you, 
like you're watching one Marvel movie, but then like another Marvel movie cast like makes a guest appearance. That's what just happened. I love that. I love that. Who, who would you be <laughs> in Avengers? Ooh. Uh, so, oh gosh, this is a good one. Uh, <laughs> hey, Thanos was onto something there. Um, if I had to, I feel like Ray would be Captain America. You kind of, I don't know. You might, you might be Thor. Uh, dude, I would, I would have to say I'm either Rocket or uh, <laughs> Rocket. Dude, Rocket's a beast. Yeah, Rocket's one of the most underrated characters. Yeah, uh, either either Rocket or who is it? This is a good one. I'm, I'm a big Rocket guy. I like Rocket a lot. Um, I see you being a little Doctor Strange, man, working that digital marketing, that Google Analytics for that yeah. SEM strategy. Everyone doesn't know, man, where are these leads coming from? Where are these jobs coming from? But uh, Eric's going full Doctor Strange over there, just moving his portals. Dude, I'm honestly like, let's just go ahead and uh, go ahead and share the screen real quick. Let's see if there's any. I mean, I feel like I can see that happening. That's a pretty got, good picture of Doctor Strange too, right there. So I got I got the goatee going. You do. I didn't even realize that. So, at the goatee, I need to get the hair and like the. Gotta grow the hair out a little bit. I mean, I've seen you wear that outfit though, that cape. That's you said you're wearing at the service world this year, right? Yeah, yeah. It's at the dry cleaners right now. Uh, I had to get some alterations made uh, just so it'll fit properly. Um, but yeah, it will be present. So I okay. mean, yeah, I think that could be your after your. Is the hot dog a sandwich or or whatever poll? I think this might be the next poll, ladies and gentlemen. Is Eric's doppelganger Doctor Strange? <laughs> Answer in the comments for those listening or watching live right now. Doctor Strange, and and if it was a non Avengers person, I'd probably say Deadpool. That dude is legit. I yeah. love Deadpool. Yeah, cannot love Deadpool. That's I yeah. think uh, that's like a go to fly into an industry conference on the plane movie if Wi Fi is not working. So love that dude. 100%. Isn't it funny how Isn't it funny how when you're at home you're on Netflix. Thousands of options on there. Can never find anything to watch. You get on an airplane, there's 10 movies and you want to watch 3 of them. I I swear I've never heard that analogy before, but I've never heard something more true, especially to anyone that's a frequent flyer here. I I think you're onto something and we might need a separate Below the fold podcast to unveil this myth. It that just changed my mind. Changed my mind. So I I heard I heard this uh, in a Craig Rochelle podcast, leadership podcast, and we were the, the the whole concept was thinking inside the box. Like so many people want to think outside the box, but the problem is when you think outside the box, you've got endless options, endless things you can do. But when you think inside the box, you're forced to be constrained to like five or six options and you got to make them work. And that's exactly what happens with Netflix. You get on Netflix. There's, there's 2000 things. You can't watch any of them. Get on a plane. You want to see three of the five movies. Man, mic drop right there. Mic drop that completely off topic here, but, um, but important nonetheless. Yeah. Hey, same goes, same goes with when you're at the kitchen table and you're giving them options. You know, if you want, you, you give the customer a good, better, best option it forces them to find it and make something work. By the way, some would say that that transition was scripted. Well, well played there. But yeah, at the kitchen counter, that that's so important. The professionalism of the sales proposal, the confidence of the technician. And there's, when we think about the, the, the skilled labor gap right now and mm-hmm. just technicians I've had the pleasure of meeting, there's so many good technicians out there, right? So they, if they additionally have some of the tools to be successful, professional proposals can give options like you mentioned, right? And can make it easy and seamless to kind of collect payment method and even ask for a review or ask for a review. Sky's the limit. One hundred percent. So before we just took a complete left turn, we were talking about XOI, um, which helps with in the field efficiencies with your operation. So after they've collected, asked for the job review. This is my favorite part because this is the part where contractors completely drop the ball. They ask, they ask for the review. Sometimes they get it. Sometimes they don't. That's not the part that I, that I'm excited about. The part I'm excited about is when your technician leaves and then you, and they go home and then that customer never hears from you again until they have another need. 
listeners, if that is you, knock it off. Like, dude, you guys are sitting on a a pot of gold that is completely untouched if you're not continuing to nurture those customers into cross-sell opportunities, um, upsell opportunities, indoor air quality products. There's the so many people drop the ball on this and you could make extra $250,000, a year. Retweet, repost, like that, that is huge, right? So technician crushes it. Um, there, there's some great threats to some Facebook channels. And I think one of your, uh, your other guests, Mr. Matthew Tyner, um, so shout out to Matt, who's been on, I think a few times. Mm -hmm. um, I think I even saw him in a recent thread where someone's asking, what's the best way to convert reviews? Right. Have your technicians send a tech send a text message before they leave the home. So for anyone listening, yeah, that seems to be at least what we hear from the contractor community. Text message via technician before they leave the home, convert that positive review, and have your Google Google review skyrocket. But after that, the job's not done. And there are countless statistics that share it's easier to sell to existing customers than the cost of acquiring new customers, right? So to your point, Eric, customer journey is never really done, is it? And when you think about the start of that journey, that inbound need for someone to flow to your website um, or see an advertisement to book with you, and maybe that's the first time they booked with Eric Heating and Cooling, you need to be thinking about that in perpetuity. And we could probably talk a few minutes about campaigns, whether it's you know direct mail, SMS, email campaigns, Facebook mm -hmm. retargeting, so much value uh, to continue to drive revenue and really add value and live out brand missions to help families, homeowners, and businesses in need with their, you know, their home services issues. Yeah. I mean, th those, those campaigns, in my opinion, they need to start like the second you walk out the front door by turning around door hanger right there. That's already, thank you for, you know, here's a good one that I've, I've heard of recently door hanger bag of Jolly Ranchers on it. Says, hope you guys like. Uh, thanks for being a sweet customer, or like, have a hope your new system is sweet, or just a play on words like that. Flip it to the back. There's already an offer for IAQ upsell opportunity. Can I can I add one one more thing to that? Go for it. Put a beautiful QR code with Eric Heating and Cooling's logo, or maybe a, a little puppy, right on there. So instead of having to say, I'm you know I'm going to call them when I, when I get to it. Take a picture of that QR code and voila, that's a booked appointment in your system without any follow-up, wasted call center resources. And guess what? We can track QR codes. So in the past, right, direct mail, we hope that homeowner or customer fills out that survey. We called you because we saw your direct mail. The QR codes, they're back. They're here to stay. They're a game changer. And I know we've done some awesome things with Rival and Schedule Engine to leverage QR codes to turn direct mail like into a digital attribution channel. So love that throw that QR code right on there. Man, QR codes really, they got the comeback of the century. Like everyone wants to talk about some of these other iconic comebacks like Brett Favre, Tom Brady. Let's talk about the QR code comeback. I mean. Brett Favre was a jet too. Let's remember that. But I digress. Um, the QR code comeback, man. The QR codes really, they they got a really, they had a really tough go at it the first, first try back in 2015. When they came out, I mean, they really, they really got beat up. Uh, but I feel like people owe them an apology for sure. Yeah. Are you gonna write like a professional handwritten apology? You know, what, what are you gonna do there? I don't know. I think we should just we should start a um, like a change.org petition for like QR codes to get like a, a trip to the White House. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even go any further. Uh, but all right, QR codes. Technician leaves the home. Folks, I, a lot of our listeners out there know that this is not usually how the conversations go, but when I get on with, with, with my dog, Ray, anything goes. I guess we, we could sit here for two hours and keep this keep this uh, banter going, but we're almost we've almost landed the ship. We're getting close to home base here. Uh, you left. The, you asked for the review. Technician got the review before they even got in the truck. Door hangers up, door hanger three to the left, door hanger three to the right, door hanger across the street, yard sign out front. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Customer gets put into a new campaign, a new audience in Service Titan, begins getting some of that automated follow-up, uh, different offers, direct mail. What is, what's next? What's the last step here? What do you think the last step is? 
in my opinion, and this is um, this is subjective. Homeowner receives a call from the company after technician is out, rolled out because the homeowner may not feel comfortable enough to say this to the technician. Friendly CSR, who they talk to first, this is a familiar voice that they're comfortable with, calls and says, hey, uh, Zach or Ray just informed me that he was complete, job was done. I just wanted to ask if everything you know was done according to what you thought it would be, if everything was good. And then they'll either say, yeah, 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 or no, no, no. It gives you an opportunity to fix it before a bad review goes up. If everything was yeah, 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 and the review hasn't come through yet, it's a second opportunity to ask for the review. That's, in my opinion, what's next. That's why I love you. So happy you said that. Like that ha- that kind of happy call is so important. So Dave Rothaker, big shout out to him, go time. He turned me out to this book, Power of Moments, right? And regardless if the technician had a slip up, like everybody remembers it how they need to. And if you can help reframe and remind customers about the good. So you give them that call and to your point, right? They get to hear from a CSR or better yet. I know contractors, they can run, you know, reports by opportunity cost. And guess what? If your manager or even the owner for some companies can block off 15 minutes, 30 minutes at the end of the week to call those high value tickets, the 10,000, 15,000 change outs. Hey, just a quick call. Really appreciate you doing business with us. I'm the owner of the company. Like game changer, power of moments and experience right there. So Mm -hmm. uh, there's so much you can do to make that personal touch at the end of the call. And to your point, catch a bad review before it even hits the screen, which we all know is probably one of the biggest uh, Facebook posts right now in the groups, right? Like, how do I get rid of bad reviews or, you know, what do I do? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, the power of those moments is is huge uh, because we all know a first impression is a lasting impression. So that CSR answering or the scheduling. I heard your, uh, your grandmother said that, correct? Dude, yeah, good memory. I listened to podcast, man. I heard that. That was on Alyssa's podcast. Yeah, my grandma taught me this. A first impression is a lasting impression. So first impression with your business. Let's just, for a second, quick little exercise. What is the first impression that your business is giving potential customers? Is it good? Is it that, man, this, this, this company is professional? Dude, I, I love that. And I've, I've challenged a few contractors, whether it's been like a Service World Expo, you know, Nextstar, other podcasts. It's take out your phone right now, right now, your phone. Try to book an appointment with yourself, right? And if you go to your website at 12 o'clock on the East Coast and you have to fill out a form fill or you call and there's a six, seven minute hold time, we need to be really brutally honest with ourselves when it comes to that first impression and customer experience. So to anyone listening, try to schedule an appointment with yourself right now. And if that makes you cringe at all, right, there's hopefully some really low hanging opportunities for improvement. Absolutely. First impressions are lasting impressions. Uh, but if you didn't get such a good first impression off, there is always an opportunity to make up for that with good service, good follow up, good communication. Um, and then those powerful moments like you were just talking about. Love that. And then again, that customer journey is never over. Hopefully that's a cycle in perpetuity. We think about customer lifetime value, life cycle of equipment, right? They come back. You can upsell them along the way for, you know, IAQ or maintenance plans and whatnot. Um, but love it and ending with that kind of last personal uh, phone call is kind of a, a great way to at least that finite experience. So absolutely. I think we, uh, I think, I think we covered it, my man. That's it. Yep. We are. Um, I would say that we've covered that. <clears throat> Ray, we got we got one question left on the pod. This is a season, a new season three question that we are asking for all of our guests. Are you ready? Or ready. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. Elaborate. So I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I just went with the first gut reaction. So I said no. So I would say that a sandwich, by definition, requires two pieces of bread that are not connected at the hip. And I would argue that until that hot dog bun is separated, but as it is connected, that by definition does not imply to a sandwich. So um, that's my hot take. I stand by my decision uh, until proven otherwise. So, All right, here we go. This is my immediate rebuttal. Is a sub a sandwich? So I thought you said one question. Yeah, but when you said something about the bread being attached at the hip, it made me realize, like, you know, Subway, are those sandwiches? 
Or is that no, a hot dog? I think, um, I think we might have to save that for part two. A sub is a hot dog. That's our next question. <laughs> is a sub a hot dog? Everyone's yeah. Like, man, I thought this was a digital marketing uh, smart HVAC. But yeah, yeah like you said, man, any, uh, anytime we can get together, I think it was Service World Expo out in Palm Springs was uh, the last time we got together in person. So for anyone listening to, we're excited to see all our industry friends at the, uh, the fall conference gauntlet, which is quickly uh, coming upon us. Yeah, absolutely. I hope to see everyone there. We will be, uh, we're going to be right next to Schedule Engine at a Service World Expo here in Tampa. So come find us, come say hi, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you all there. Ray, it. it was a pleasure. Eric, to hit I, it. I always love to like leave with like a little like hot takes or for anyone that actually made it to this point in the podcast and whether we're driving, multitasking, but Based on the customer journey, there were three hot takes I wanted to call out or things I would want contractors to really be thinking about or, you know, this time next year, over the few months, few years, I think what's some big trends we're going to see. Um, first one, so uh, this company HomeX out there, Remote Assist, I think that we have a really big technician skilled labor shortage. There's organizations like XOI that we talked about that can really help uh, empower technicians to address that skilled labor gap. I think it's going to be a really big opportunity to leverage expert technicians virtually for those nuisance calls that are just batteries on a thermostat where contractors are losing money. They're pulling a technician away from a potential $15,000 replacement. I think we're going to start to see more of a teledoc for home services only for those like nuisance calls, right? We're not trying to keep technicians out of home, but I'd say keep an eye, keep an eye out for that, right? Um, number two, prioritization. We talked a lot about the different channels and the start of that customer journey. It is going to be critical for the partners that contractors choose to make sure, hey, we're not just allowing appointments to come in, but our solutions and our channels need to be able to be intelligent enough to know if that's a 15-year-old unit, if that customer called in over the phone, like my CSR, I don't care if we're booked out three days, is going to book that no heat, no cool call that could be ten dollars or $15,000 and we'll call someone else after that to reschedule, right? So it's not just about letting jobs in and looking at availability. It's going to need to be, are we industry specific enough to empower those channels to prioritize jobs? Like that's going to be clutch, right? Because again, we don't have enough technicians to run half the jobs we do. Number three, the one thing we didn't talk about in the customer journey, which might go to, you know, retargeting that customer afterwards, more and more people are becoming, you know, tech obsessed um, homeowners, right? Like my AC unit here, like if it takes hours just to get the house to 75, I kind of scratch my head and I sleep in the Arctic. Like I need to sleep 65 mm -hmm. degrees, right? So if I notice some like temperature issues, you know, my, my spuddy senses might go up, but I might not book that service call. However, if I have a remote diagnostic in my home that sends me a notification to say, hey, there's a good chance this thing's going to crap out, click here to schedule a service appointment then that completely changes it. You know, I believe data, we have a higher trust in data and technology. And I think that some of that proactive kind of sensor and communications is going to explode. And those are touch points critical, right? To allow your homeowner to just schedule online, chat with you, um, to go ahead and get those taken care of. So hot takes, you heard it here, kind of that remote assist teledoc for home services, prioritizing, being industry specific and industry knowledgeable enough to prioritize high value job types. And I think there's a huge gap with remote diagnostics and technology that's going to fit into that contractor customer journey very, very soon. So big shout out to my guy, Ken Metcalf at System Forward, the Temperature Pro franchises. Uh, that's been uh, giving me a lot of insight in, in that department there. So um, some of my hot takes, whether they were asked for or not. That That's huge. I really appreciate you. I mean, you just saved the best for last, in my opinion. So. If you're listening that. still, if you're listening still, and you just heard that, you heard it here, folks, you are one step ahead of your competition. One more thing, Eric. Um, again, New Jersey, I can talk a lot. Big shout out to Eric Thomas here, too. Um, I heard you joke in one of your podcasts, Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. Maybe one day you are exclusively a podcast host, but Rival Digital has been an awesome partner to Schedule Engine. They are an awesome digital marketing agency in the industry. And so much so that uh, my, my lovely wife started a business a year ago, a fashion and apparel brand called Waverlay. Um, Eric's gone above and beyond. He's hopped on phone calls with my wife to kind of help her figure out the early stages of a digital marketing ecosystem. So in all sincerity, great guy, man. I appreciate you, Eric. 
I appreciate you having me on the show and thanks for all that you do for the industry. Absolutely. Thank you, Ray. Really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning into another episode, everyone. Again, join our fantasy football league, rivaldigital.com forward slash fantasy. Fall's coming up. Football is here. Uh, super excited for football season. Business planning season is coming as well. If you need help with your marketing, download the ebook, everything you need to know before hiring a digital marketing agency. Get those questions answered so you can go in and make a knowledgeable um, buying decision. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone, and we will see you again next week. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. If you're an HVAC contractor in need of digital marketing services, contact us today at www.rivaldigital.com.